Outlaws of Rock. I'm Dio. Yeah. Hey. Dubes. Hey, how you doing? Uh, how's everyone? How's everyone doing? They, they, I think they're feeling all right. It's a beautiful day out here in California. I hope it's nice wherever you're listening to the show. Probably not. Probably I doubt not. That. It's got to be. It's probably just all yin and yang, man. If it's nice here, it's shitty somewhere else. You know what I just heard yesterday that somewhere in New Hampshire, right? Up on top of a mountain. Only only 6,000 feet in, in elevation. Okay. Uh, they call it Mount... It's Mount Washington, which is kind of confusing because it's all the way, like, not really close to Washington, either Washington's. Not right. Or, yeah, Washington State. But Mount Washington just recorded that was 100 degrees below zero. This is the coldest it's ever been in the United States, ever recorded. Wow. It's, it is warmer on Mars right now. 77 Dude, below. Die. You will fuck. You're dead instantly. It's that's it's, like some like the thing type. Yes, you have to wear see. like like. <laughs> I just imagine Mac fucking uh, uh, Kurt Russell, just like frozen beard, drinking yeah. whiskey. It's like reverse. It's reverse predator weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows what could be there? The invert of a fucking uh, of of uh, sweating. Yeah, totally. But it's but I was thinking about it. I was like, nothing really digs the cold though. Like you know, if you get sick and stuff, it's like the the bacteria or whatever likes the warmth of That's your true. body. Like you know what I mean. Everything survive like mosquitoes. Like everything likes humidity and heat. Nothing likes freezing cold. Nothing. Not not freezing. That's true. But you know, COVID loves forty degree weather. You ever hear that? No, I thought 45. it liked. I thought it hated the cold. I, it doesn't hate it as much as you think. For some reason, it really likes like 50 to 45. Mm. I'm like, that's bullshit. They're just trying to scare people. Yeah. Because like flu is kind they're of just like adding that. on to it. Yeah. They're, they're just making shit they're up. They're piling on. Yeah. They're piling on. Exactly. There's so many things now. They just I just saw something there that, that was like some fungus or something. Now you can. I, I just it's like they just pile on now. You got to you got to just take it all with a. What, I don't know why they say a grain of salt. I'd have to look up the meaning behind that, but you do because <laughs> like it, it's just piled on and you'll go yeah. mad if you think about it all too much. It's, it's a mark. There's a market for terror, right? Unless there is. Fucking pile there's it also on. a market for drinking your big beers and listening <laughs> to some fucking rock and roll. Let's That's go, the market D-O. that needs to go up. That's right. Get that market through the roof. Wake the my other fucking stuff won't be as bad. Wake up your cat. Wake up your dog. It's time to fucking just get drunk. Yes. Get them, get them on the nip. Get them some kitty wine, some doggy, some doggy hooch. Cocaine catnip. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, my God. They're, cats <laughs> on catnip are. Do you, do you have catnip for your little cat? She doesn't care that much. Oh, see, she's badass. She's, she's just shit. like, whatever. She likes the toys with catnip in them. Yeah. You'll yes. go full, full crazy on those. Like, you know, the back paw rabbit kick. Death grip, <laughs> yeah. like the the raptor kill. Ouch! Yeah, the velociraptor. She's just jackrabbiting those back legs against it. Yeah, and you know that yeah. it would be gutted if it was like an animal. Oh, totally. It, yeah, it'll try to gut you. Oh yeah. So That's, she does that yeah. with it. But the regular catnip, she seems. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like getting all too. You know, she's like, I don't like to get fucked up. You know, nah, she, yeah, she's not afraid to get a buzz. But <laughs> she has moderation. She's you know. She knows her moderation. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe she didn't like that brand. You know, that maybe too. I should try to find some 
something online, like some nice organic, like see if she liked, maybe it wasn't good enough. I don't know. Yeah. Cats don't, get her, don't get her the franzi. I get her some, uh, you know, exactly. <laughs> some top shelf shit. Top shelf shit. <laughs> yeah. What's that's in the top shelf jar. That's what she needs. Yeah. She needs the pure. I'm going to do that. 10 years. I age. may do that today. Michael four days, send us another phenomenal song. It's called slowly. Now Rousey with willingness and another track from the nuts with TV slave right now. Outlaws of rock episode 362.
crazy, no time to be lazy. Where's going down? Nowhere left to hide.
Nuts TV slave Rousey with willingness and Michael four days with his new track slowly. Now you want to talk about some bad premonitions. Yeah, we, we weren't really before, but we're talking about some, you know, crazy shit, right? Okay. So I, I order some Chinese food comes to my house. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Everyone, everyone doesn't matter. You get, if you, you know, you get the fortune cookie, right? Like you, you've never not gotten a fortune cookie, right? Never. Never. Have you ever not gotten a fortune inside the cookie? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, that happened to me today. So I freaked out, called my wife, threw it in the trash. Like I freaked out. I had a yeah. fucking, because I am very superstitious. But maybe it's a good thing. Why did you think it was a bad thing? I don't know. Because you're supposed, okay, I didn't eat it. You're not supposed to fuck. I just threw it into the trash can. I didn't need it either. Okay, good. So that's happened. Okay. It's just nasty. Yeah, because it's right? just a factory pump putting the little things in there, and they got to mess it up every once in a while. Okay, sure. No, right. Those, are, those cookies aren't that good anyway. That's a good point. They really so are. like, you know, not I like the cookie. sugar, the little sugar almond or the almond cookies better. Thank you. Thank you for knowing what that is. I yeah. think, if, yeah, because if you're not from California, we would all get that. It's a North thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is weird though. Cause I think it only happened to me like once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's a once in a lifetime thing. It'll never happen to you again. Maybe it is like a rabbit paw. Maybe not getting the, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it is. Okay, good. All right. All right. Freak me out, bro. I, I can imagine. I mean, like you're, you're, it's something that should be there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just need a little bit It'd of be normal. like cracking open an egg and there's no yolk. That's creepy. Or it's like a a, a, a fucking chicken. Right. That's, well, that's there's what's a happening. fortune in it. Or <laughs> that's where like working. that's the fucking fortune from fucking Dubs's cookie. How to get in my <laughs> egg? Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Fucking uh, Chris. Egg. Chris Angel came over and was doing. Yeah, some you magic. angeled me. <laughs> You mind freaked me. Mind freak? Son of a bitch. This show's not even on anymore. He's still mind freaking people. He <laughs> mind freaked Vegas. me. He mind freaked me from circus circus in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting at the bar drinking like like fucking, you know, like bar vodka. Yeah. Like five star. Just Spetka. sitting there and just mind freaking people. Like you think that's funny, Dio? Your little jokes about me? Man freak. Man freak, and then he takes the yolk out of my eggs and replaces them with your fortunes. Every single one of them has my one fortune. Yep, and the, every and fortune says mine freak, and then the number sixty nine over and over again. <laughs> Chris yeah. Angel, jokes on you, Chris Angel. <laughs> he just mind freaked us. He just mind freaked us for next Thursday. We don't even know what's going to happen. He's that good. Yeah, he is a pretty mind good. freaking. We also got a new track from the Metal Bird. The track is The Chase. And then Big Jim's wild card is Lee Christian with his new track, Another American Psycho. Always good to hear stuff from Lee. Great dude. 
Nazandi is the first of our tracks that we've played from previous shows, but we're playing them again with uh, Teenage Rockstar and then The Perks with Somebody New right now, episode 362, New 2.
are The Animal Revolt with Seven Sons featuring Medina or Medea and Matt Warren and then Moving Lines with Landslide.
Moving Lines Landslide, The Animal Revolt, Seven Sons featuring Medea, and Matt Warren. And our final track for the set list for episode 362 is David Haynes with World on Fire. Check them out. Uh, Double what's up? Double M. Double M's. What's up, Dio? You know what time it is. Uh, it's time for an interview. Did I get it, it right? Oh, you did. Finally! 362 times, and I finally get it right. Wow. <laughs> That's really impressive. Johnny's here. Hey, Johnny's Johnny. here. Johnny Hood. 
Howdy, folks. Howdy, howdy. Ooh, excuse me. How are we doing? That was a little too loud. I'm not on the mic right now. Usually I have a mic in front of me, so like I have to like project a little more and I overshot my azimuth, if that makes sense. You yes, sound you good. Did. You sound good. You right do. On, you do. You sound good. You have to theater project. Oh, absolutely. My man, I love your music. I thank love you, your I, I, I really enjoy your guitar work a lot. Certainly, thank you. I do appreciate that. Um I do. It, it is uh 20 plus years at it at this point. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell because it's fun. It's fun to watch someone. There's like two different types of guitar players that I like visually. There's the ones that look like they're uh the guitar is kind of controlling them. And then there's other ones who look like they're controlling the guitar. That's well, what you it is, it is, the, it is some of that. I feel it is, um, it's like anything else, you know, I'm having a conversation with the instrument. Um, yes. if I'm talking too much, then, um, I'm not giving enough room for the guitar to sort of breathe and vice versa. If the guitar is doing too much, say, for example, technical proficiency stuff, then, you know, the, the guitar is not giving me a, a room to breathe. As far as like movement, stage, putting on showmanship, that sort of thing. Yeah, that stuff's fun too. All right. So here it is. Here's the big the big questions. Uh, the hard-hitting questions, Johnny. Bring them on. What were... Now, there's three... This is a three-parter. What was the first piece of vinyl you ever bought? The first tape and the first CD. So we'll start with vinyl. The first piece of vinyl, I prefer... That if it was you something you bought with your money, but if you okay. didn't, I'm just curious what the first one you bought was. I bet you I can almost guess. <laughs> um, coincidentally, the first piece of vinyl I ever chose to buy as an adult was actually by a Dominican folk artist named Juan Luis Guerra. It is very um, nice. Yeah, it is an older record. I suppose from the early '90s, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Fogarate. Um, it's was something I, it's something that I grew up watching um something that I grew up watching um not so excuse me not watching it was in my mom's household so I had to have it again sure. technically I haven't really listened to it that was just more of like an aesthetic thing and I will listen to it when I have a vinyl record however the first vinyl record that I own uh is by a uh I'll call them a local band they're in New York City um I'm still sort of New York City-esque um but they're friends sure. of mine they're called Q&A Oh, the three letters Q and A. They're a hip hop, jazz, thuggery kind of band. Oh, I got to hear that. Oh, absolutely. I can put you on. Please, man. Please do. That's not now. You're the first person who's ever the the first piece of vinyl they ever bought was actually someone they knows band. It's always oh, like some, you know, like Pink Floyd or or whatever, you know, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wanted, I certainly wanted to demonstrate some sort of support um, because we, you know, I, I, I really have only really seen them. I mean, I've met one of the members, like digitally speaking, if you will. So we've yeah. maintained a friendship in that way. Um, but it hasn't really, um, outside of that, you know, it's just been the vinyl and just, you know, the, the small support there. That's great, though. All right. What was the first cassette tape and or single? It's up to you. <laughs> You're going to laugh at the cassette one. Um, so I was 10 years old. Um, it was like an A B side. It had maybe two tracks on uh each side, but it was uh Spice World in 1998. Very nice. That <laughs> album yeah. was huge. No, weird because Matt and I always talk about pop music and like uh 
my dad loved everything from, you know, Moody Blues, Pink Floyd, but he loved pop music. And I think every single person, whether they're like a metal guy or not, usually one of their selections is a pop album because it really does influence you on so many levels as an artist. It was uh, so, what do I want? I don't want to say overproduced because it was produced to the max of the time. Like it wasn't overproduced. It was perfectly overproduced. You know what I mean? And it was fun as shit. And I thought they were a blast. I thought that was a great pop act. Yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. I mean, I you know, I, this is me growing up in in the Bronx, New York, and you know, there's a lot of obviously preening hip hop thuggery going on up there. Um, and here I am, ten years old, like secretly buying this tape and being excited <laughs> about it, but not being comfortable enough to share with my friends. Otherwise, right. I'd be fun of. Yeah, I wouldn't have told anybody if I bought it. I would have hit it. You know, I would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not listening to that. Why do we hear it coming out of your room? I right. must have been <laughs> somewhere else. All right. What was the per- first CD? The first CD. All right. This this is where I get into my teenage years. Somehow I bypassed CDs up until like my teenage years, which were about, I might be dating myself. I'd say someone circa 2002, 2004, around that time. Okay. Um, however, it was Unearth's The Oncoming Store. It's uh, Unearth is a Boston metalcore, hardcore band. And ah. the sound just slapped me in the face. I mean, I was getting into metalcore around that time. Yeah. Um, but just hearing one of their singles was, it, it, it was, it spoke to me on the levels of like, for instance, Pantera with the thrash. Um, yeah. Obviously with the uh, melodic metal stuff in Flames related. It, it was like a real uh, uh, crossbreed between Pantera and In Flames, which were like two of my favorite bands, but I was too young to really like participate in any of their like, Early yeah, ongoing. the heyday. Uh, yeah, so unearth the oncoming storm in two thousand four. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. There's because that that's what a weird like. Look at your different the three different things were so nothing like each other. Oh no, not at all. Um, everything is um, and that that's really what being from a major city in the United States is about. Sure, it's having a melting pot of different environments and different influences and different cultures. That's why, like, it's the best as an artist. Anybody who limits themselves as an artist is just not taking it all in. You never know what's going to inspire you. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Like, what, let's say all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to write a, a, a full on, like, just corny pop song. Well, you got you've listened to pop. You could do that. You're a writer of music. You could you can write any type you want. Absolutely. Um, Naturally, I'm going to have my strengths as far as like what and where and how I would write. I mean, I would probably lean a little away from like Americana and country because I just I I mean, I have enough experience in it, Um, but I will maybe find a way to cross breed it into something that's more along my lines. Like I I may learn a Brad Paisley lick or that excuse me, Darius Rucker. Like if you will, like, you know, just throwing the two country names that I'm most familiar with. Right. and make something out of it in that way, but it but it, it would come from a different place. It wouldn't necessarily come from a uh, a style based in that genre, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Who would you say, uh, like, you know, I mean, you don't have to just pick one, but who would you say influenced you the most? On the electric guitar, I'm assuming you're asking. Yes. Um, so this, I would have to say, would be two. Um, 
The first was recognizing uh, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen is, and uh, I'd almost throw three in there. I have to throw three actually, excuse me. Um, That's okay. So um, there's Eddie Van Halen slash Randy Rhodes for that late 70s, early sound that just melted my ears when I first listened to it. Yeah, like, I could not get enough of that rock distortion sound when yeah. I first discovered it as a young kid. Um, so that, so just from like a guitar virtuoso playing a aesthetic and then, you know, watching videos of, uh, of these acts and listening to the records and all that, like that, that just uh, like, it, it's, it's, it's my first and probably my last musical tonal love, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, the other artist is certainly one who I get tagged with left and right three ways to Sunday is Prince. Yeah. Uh, from a songwriter perspective, from a music business perspective from just a general person of having so many different eclectic tastes and bring it into his own carving of his lane as excuse me, carving his lane ask, if you will. Oh boy, um, did he ever. Absolutely. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I may not be right. However, Prince designed the Michael Jordan logo, that Air Jordan logo that you see in it, like everywhere for the most part. Yeah. I think he owns the rights to that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but um I, I, I just a little tidbit there as far as uh, I would I would honestly like I wouldn't be a bit surprised at all. The guy was an absolute genius. He was an artistic supermind. Like I don't you can't say enough about him. I mean, right when you thought he never was done. There were so many times I would I would think like I wonder what happened to Prince. And then he would do like bat dance or like something. You're like, what is this guy just can't he just he has like they have albums just sitting there that they haven't even released because he just he must have been creating 24 seven. I can tell you this about Prince and with all the research and all and speaking to many people and all that. I, I sadly, I never really met him, but um, I, I've gotten to know of him and gotten to, and feel as if I really do know him more than any other artist in that sense. Um, Prince really understood how to be timeless. Yeah. No matter what, in, in, whether it was uh, musically um, inclined or whether it was aesthetically inclined, whether it was business uh, business inclined, Prince really understood people yeah. and uh, people across all walks of life, which is why anywhere you go in this world, like, you know, they're, they're, and surely anywhere you go in this world, they'll recognize Michael Jackson, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there's an, there's just an equal chance that they'll recognize Prince, of a, you know, certainly of a certain generation. For sure. I mean, I, I I would have a hard time saying whose music I've enjoyed more. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's, Between um, those two. I really would. I was just thinking of it. I'm like, who did I like more, Prince or Michael Jackson? Because I'd like to make that point. And I'm like, I can't decide. Musically, no, like, you know, I mean, they they were both like, you know, genius, genius level. It's genius versus genius. It's a win win for the consumer. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I would venture to me personally, I just. From the musician standpoint, I'd lean a little more Prince, um, just because I can naturally relate more to, uh, towards that uh, line of entertainment rather than like dance and choreography, which yep. Michael uh, Jackson got into, yes. which is equally as important. Like I love oh, yeah. that thing too. Um, but certainly, my uh, certainly Michael from uh, it's really like you can't go wrong with either or. I know it just it does feel like though Prince's. Prince's uh, uh, work was way more adult. And as an adult, I enjoy Prince 
probably more. But when I was younger, I definitely would have said Michael Jackson. Yes, Michael Jackson definitely, I will admit, has a general appeal to the audiences of all ages. Um, There are, you know, you could say there are people who were born six, eight years ago who will recognize Michael Jackson because their parents play Michael Jackson all the worldwide, worldwide. Sure. Um, So, yeah, Michael Jackson really does cross his like You know what? Because here's what it is. With Michael Jackson, it felt like he was writing brilliant pop songs but he was writing pop music with prince it felt like he was writing music and if it made it to the top 10 it did if it didn't he didn't really care because he just put out another song his music kind of the people said where it goes whereas michael jackson was writing for top 10 oh absolutely was um and there's not a doubt in my mind that if michael were around today and Prince, for that matter, as well, because because I forget that Prince was actually like. I know, me too, all the time. I like, really I've do. Been, like I've just gotten used to like Michael being passed. Like it took a few years for Michael, and you know, same same for Prince as well. Um, these two finely talented gentlemen um, have certainly left their legacy, and I, I I can't say enough great things about them. I know they're awesome. And the thing is, they spawned so many, you know, they influenced so many great artists, just like yourself. Like they they really did more than even just their body of work because they were so influential to so many people of all all people, too. Like you said, not you know what I mean? Like it was great. So where are you playing next, my friend? Where am I playing next? I believe my next and I can actually see it because I have it written up here on my vision board. Let's see. Let me look at the dates. My next gig is on valentine's day proper it's in a north hollywood uh cigar lounge i was not given the name of it um however i can certainly share information at some point later as far as like venue specifics and absolutely yeah um, yeah because that's what i was going to ask you next oh, wait do you have more oh uh, well no i was basically going to add on uh well i do have more gigs but that that one may be more of a um singer songwriter type event um, but one uh, Valentine's Day weekend on the 18th, I actually have two gigs. I have them back to back. Nice. Uh, California. Um, I have one through AIA Collaborative. They're on Instagram. You can follow them on the, uh, under that handle and find out more show information in that way. Okay. Um, and I believe we are playing, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. It could be the last call, Tarzana. It's like Rosita, Rosita Tarzana. Um, and the other event is an adult entertainment specific kind of, uh, joint, if you will, it's a private location. So like, you'd have to find out what the information is, but it's, uh, the Instagram handle is the reup underscore one. I'll repeat that. It's, uh, the reup underscore one. Um, and I will be playing both nights, Saturday night on the 18th. Awesome dude. And now after the interview, Oh wait, what are your handles? Tell everybody your handles real quick. And then we'll get Absolutely to the song. Happy to do that. Um, so I am Johnny Hood. I will go ahead and spell that. It is J H O N I Hood, as in the front of your car or where I'm pretty much from. Nice, dude. <laughs> and um, the song we're playing is Cash in the Walls. Do you got a little story for the people? You don't have to. If you don't want it, you want to keep it mysterious, you can. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, no, I listen. How can I expect people to connect to the story if I don't give them a little bit back? That's right. I know you got to give them a snack. You can't. 
currently. Um, so <laughs> Cash in the Walls um, is essentially my first single. Um, I have waited an enormously long time, you know, inactively and actively uh, building myself as an artist, uh, building others through community as well. Um, then now it's that time that I release a single and showcase what I can do just, you know, on one track, yeah. you know, available on all platforms and that sort of thing. And do you have um, like, do you want to talk about what the song is about? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah this song is a story about upliftment and aggrandizement, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, so in the story, like in the in the lyrics and in the music video as well, which I will also premiere at some point, um, I am essentially performing and showcasing my talents. And I have clips of every, like a lot of different people who I've met over the years. Um, videos dating back as far back as like 2009, 2010, when like, you know, this sort of all kind of was gelling together to up until like, you know, through the pandemic and all that. So there's a lot of that. Um, it's just my introduction into who Johnny Hood really is and how I aim to serve Johnny Hood. Well, we're looking forward to playing it, man, for the people. And we'll play. Uh, and when you have more coming, you know, you send them to us. Come on. Oh, absolutely. Do another interview. I got a feeling we're going to do a bunch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have. Um, Now that I have some finances to uh, audibly support these uh, songs, I will certainly be sharing more and more and more. Excellent. Can't wait to talk to you again, my man. And uh, we got to come out. We got to come out and see you. And uh, it'll be a good time. Oh, absolutely. Um, Look forward to it. Johnny Hood. Thanks for calling in, my man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good one. Signing Later, off. Later, brother. Peace. I'm tired of being scared, of empathizing with those who've never cared, or listening to those who've never bared their soul and filled the hole where the Gucci be, just to fit in with the LV, you see. Always been about real and the feels as they come and go, and he's singing so they know, yeah. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Johnny keeps cash in the walls, cause he doesn't trust anything. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. He won't ever chase gang. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Cause he doesn't trust me. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. He won't ever chase gang. Johnny keeps cash in the walls, in the walls, in the walls, cause we're going to break ranks. And Johnny keeps cash in the walls, in the walls, in the walls, do it all we get thanks, thanks. I've never had much, maybe just a few hundred or a thousand such. I don't need a lot. Just to make sure I never, ever, ever lose my spot. Cause it's a cold life out there. The older you get, the greater the bet is. You learn life ain't fair and the world doesn't care. And those of us who bear it can fawn it with some flair away. Modest and honest against those chasing dollars for the status of the collars. 
I won't ever play that role. Money bitches ain't the goal. Never been. That's hard to ten. Gotta lose before you win. Right. That's my advice to you. Make sure to cross your T's and dot your I's and don't despise and realize that it all falls on you. Just remain true to you. Yeah. Johnny D's passing the wall. Johnny D's passing the wall. Cause he doesn't cross bank. Johnny D's casting the wall. Johnny D's casting the walls. He won't ever taste gay. And Johnny D's casting the walls. In the walls. In the walls. Cause we're gonna break ranks. And Johnny D's casting the walls. In the walls. In the walls. Do it all we get fame. Folks, cash in the walls is simply a metaphor for ambition and perseverance. I'm just as broke as every artist trying to flaunt jewelry and cars at you, so don't buy into that shit. And build what no one can take from you. Johnny keeps cash in the walls. Johnny keeps cash in the walls, cause he doesn't trust bank. Johnny D's cashing the walls. Johnny D's cashing the walls. He won't ever chase game. And Johnny keeps cashing the walls. In the walls. In the walls. Cause we're going to break ranks. And Johnny D's cashing the walls. In the walls. In the walls. We will always get paid. Top F and 10, episode 362, entering at number 10. Oh, yeah? And we're going to interview him, I think, next month. Law of All with Are You Gonna Bore Me Now? Number oh. nine, Year of the Dragon, Take Control. Number eight is The Crying Club with Litterbug. Number seven, Kittenhead with Home. Number six is Head Apart, Vices. Number five is Cutlass with Hold You Close. Number four is Coastal Fire Department, Gentlemen. Number three is Shock Balls with One Step Closer. Number two is My High with Skin Tight. And number one is The Posers for, I think, this may be record. The Posers. Oh, yeah? Being number one, yeah. we it's They like, got to be coming up on it. I got to check the books. Is it thir- three times or four times? Four. Fuck. Good yeah, job, I'm pretty guys. Sure they've been up. Yeah. The posers with nonstop 
from their album Crybaby Bridge. That is your top fucking 10. And also the end of the show. Do you have anything you want to add, Dubs? No, no, it was it was a fun is a fun show. It was great. Yeah, we and you know check out uh, Johnny Hood. Uh, he's always doing he's always doing stuff now. So if you want to go see him live, just check his uh, Instagram or what. Well, that's why I I follow him on Instagram. So yeah, we'll throw up his Instagram thing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh he's playing the uh, circuit right. He's playing North Hollywood this this month. Yeah, I know he does. I know he does Hollywood, too. But yeah, I mean, like this is it's a great thing about being in this area is that there's so many places for bands to play. And they're usually because it's in the valley, but not totally deep in the valley, reasonably priced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not brutal. Like when you have to go into Hollywood or anywhere else, basically. Yeah. 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 Culver City's terrible. Uh, Silver Lake's terrible. Like they're all brutal at the bar yeah i remember we'd go to bordner's remember that place it was like club moscow yeah where was that in, in hollywood it's right off of uh i think like orange and hollywood boulevard yes the whole, holy shit would they they would charge a lot of money i know that's why like you move out here and one thing you gotta learn if you want to go if you want to go to one of these venues and it, this sucks but it they're just brutal i don't know why they don't do like like specials when like a band's playing like when I was a DJ they would just say like come up with a a shot special you can do this for one hour you can do a shot that you choose for two dollars or a dollar like something ridiculous but like they don't do stuff like that yeah yeah that sucks they should just do that they should do like you know like while while black empathy is playing because you like Coors Light uh, you know, two dollar Coors Lights. That's great. Every bartender would get tipped a buck. I guarantee that. Guaranteed. So like, Guaranteed. You, but they don't. They never do it. They never ever do it. So you gotta like find a way to bring either smoke a joint outside or like bring side liquor, like yep. a little the airplane bottle little, in the back little pocket, nips. little airliners, yeah. little ass pocket full of whiskey. You got to do something. You have to. You taught me that. I was playing for 15 years before you taught me that. I don't know why I never understood why that was Be- such a good idea. Because it because you shouldn't have to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. It exactly. should just be like, oh, here's the band. We're going to give you guys at least free, fr- like a round of free shots of like house shit, like yeah. house liquor. They don't even Ooh. do that. No. I remember the Whiskey Go-Go. I think they would give us drink tickets. But then I now I think of it. I don't think they did. No, they didn't. They did. No, when I played, no, I don't think people got. Oh, oh I'm talking about when we were when we were there. No, oh, I don't know about them. No, we went, we went we went to the uh, uh, we could go into the green room, right? The green so room. We just had beers there, but like, yeah, yeah that, we're talent. We should have just had free beer. You're damn right. If it's yeah. the morning free coffee, it's the evening free beers. That's, That's what right. talent gets at least. For goddamn talent. I want your fucking beer, you bastards. I Maybe a half paying. a subway sub occasionally. Throw them a little. Yeah. I should keep be the, paying for my arrogant bastards. Keep the carbs up. No, you should have got. We should each should have gotten one free drink a night. Amen. Well, you know but what? That's not how they roll it out here. So you got to take matters into your own hands. So that's why you bring Smearliner up. up that's why your ass. ass pocket full of whiskey. You got to do the ass pocket full of whiskey. See, if you haven't learned anything yet, take a fucking airliner full of your ass, full full of full of your pockets, whiskey. Okay. 
Take an Uber. It's a good idea. Get to the bar. Pay $6. Don't pay more than $6. Now, if Black Empathy plays a show where it's a $15 show, I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll try to get you a pre-sale. Right. The thing is, there is is pre-sales. And honestly, like you do want to give that money to the band. And the bar, but the bar should. It's like there isn't a bar that actually wants to participate. Like, I always felt like when I was DJ in this one bar in Michigan, uh, when the bartender would do that, they he, he'd like announce you can announce a, a like at, you know, 10 o'clock for an hour, a shot you choose, you announce it. And then like that made me feel like we were all like we were all in it together. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't the bar. And then me, it was all of us like, let's make this the craziest party every night that we do this. And that's great. And you're yeah. getting hammered and having a good time. And and they were, they were having such a good time. Like I remember just everybody just talking about it because they were, it was a safe, good time. And I don't, I just don't understand why the establishments don't want to get involved. In it. That's why we got to open our own joint someday. That's right. That's so it. we can do stuff like that. Like I would, if I had a place if I had a thing like that, I would keep like, and it would, might even be the joke of it all, which would be even better. I would keep like a handle of, of house, you know, whiskey and house vodka for the bands to each get, to get shots of. So yeah. what if it's crap? They don't care. I think the, yeah, the best thing I've ever witnessed recently was like a month ago. I did an open mic. No, it was karaoke, but it was like really good karaoke at, at this bar up the street called Springbok. It's like this South African rugby bar. It's like rowdy as fuck, but it's a great, it's a great fucking bar. All of a sudden, the karaoke guys, they start handing out shots of fucking fireball. Everyone, everyone who does karaoke is getting hammered and getting fucking free drinks. I'm like this. I haven't seen this since like, I don't know, like the gold room in Echo Park, you know. It's just not common. It's not common. Exactly. Yeah. And it's too bad because it really does. I mean, and if you want to keep your place packed out every weekend, do stuff like do little treats. Place was packed. I was do little like like or how about the like like doesn't any place out here and feel free to direct message me if you know one. Where's the where's the two dollar well drinks where they do like on a weird night, like a freaking Wednesday night, two dollar wells till like 10 or something like those were good nights. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can't find one anymore. I used You're to play a place. Blasted, blasted. There was a place called Little Joys. It was like a punk rock bar. They used to do that, like three dollars. Well, the best thing about it is you're drinking like let's say you're having vodka sodas. You're having your vodka sodas and you're getting drunk because they're fucking usually a hard pour because it's cheap liquor. Yeah. So like care. they're drinking them and then right before ten o'clock, you start going on this blitz. Because you want to try to pack as many in before yeah. they go up to regular price and you just get blottoed. Blotto. It works so well. And then 10 o'clock hits and you don't care about paying 650 for one because you're so hammered. So now that bar is making more money than it has in the last two fucking weeks because of just you. <laughs> like if you did that, if you and I had a place out here and we did that one night a week, it yeah. would be packed to the point where we had to turn people away because word of mouth would spread 
for to anywhere to anyone who's ever grown up anywhere with cheap liquor and cheap beer, it would spread to them and they would be there to participate. And it would be the most packed bar ever. If we open a place up on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, every every bar would go out of business. <laughs> yeah. Like no, no, no celebrity gimmicks. No, nothing. No, no, don't give a shit if so-and-so walks through the door. Who gives a fuck? What we care about is dollar dollar Miller High Lifes and and like you know dollar well vodka shots. Yeah. That's it. Those are the two specials every night. If there's 20 minutes without a band, then <laughs> someone someone gets in trouble. Someone has to pay the piper. Someone gets dunked in the tank if there's 20 minutes without music. We just keep some musician on standby sitting at the end of the bar with an acoustic guitar. At all times. If, if if somebody bails, you're like, you're like, dude, we've been giving you free drinks all night. Get up there and start playing some, do some covers or something. Yeah. You're like a, like a piano bar. Like there's everybody's never hand boned. Everybody's I mean, hand boned. Get a little sweet drunk. Caroline going. Yep. Doesn't matter. At least there's one guy doing it. It's all if matters. you got, if people have been drinking dollar vodka shots all night and someone plays sweet Caroline, People will be bump, bump, bump all yeah. night long. You live in Hollywood. You, you got to tell me there's no show, uh, you know, showgirls. Uh, what do you call it? You know, show tune people, not showgirls. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you do you remember they used to have a piano bar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I met one of the one of the guys who used to play the piano there at a, at a bar out here at yeah. Timmy Nolan's. Timmy Nolan's. Yeah. Yeah. There's a and piano. like he was just we were talking. I was telling him what a great time it was. Uh, that was r- really great. Um, Amazing. And then it just, you know, it just like everything else, it, like the trend went away and it sucks because like a lot of people would go do that every weekend. It was literally a thing. It had a place in uh, off of Cuenga in Hollywood. There was. A yeah, that's bar. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. The piano bar. Yeah. So bring it, it back. Literally called the piano bar. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We used to go there after shows. It's right, the piano bar, the street, yeah, and get a little drinky drinkies. Great bar, and I'll get, get a fancy drink. And make good, good bartenders, so you can it get was. a good drink. Yeah, it was a good time bar. The vibe there was very good. There's probably never a fight because everything was just so like fun. Yeah, it was a good, a good place to chain smoke cigarettes. No one was kind of biting off you. Everyone had cigarettes here in that area. <laughs> it's true, they Everyone did smoke it. Yeah. And if you got hungry, you go to Big Wang's across the street. Or oh yeah, you know, get some, get a nice, get a nice lemon pepper. Oh fuck yeah, that lemon peps, highly lemon underrated peps. wing, highly underrated the lemon pepper wing. Was it a dry one? It was a dry rub. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the best dry rub. Lemon. Pepper. I know. Woo! Fight now me I want Fight wings. Me on that. Yeah. No, seriously, I, we can eat a thousand wings. You know that all the big wings I think are gone. Are they? Yeah, the one in North Hollywood is gone. I passed. I was going to your place last week, passed it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" I the didn't ta- even notice. Place. Yeah, it's really sad. It's Those were sad. fun. Yeah, they're good. I I've always had a good time. Like I went. I didn't. They used to have like really cheap burgers. Like oh, they yeah. do specials. Like no, yeah, it was pizza, really cheap though. Cheap, like four dollar burger, like a a whole uh, six dollar pizza. They got a whole pizza for six. Yeah. Bucks. A whole burger for like three or four. What a shame. Yeah. Now where's then, everybody gonna go watch the football games? Exactly. Now you have to go to BB Dubs. I mean, no, no offense. I like. Ain't the same. Know, not the same. It's a little because it's cheaper at Big Wang. You know. I don't know. It was. 
Let's uh, let I know. There's also there's many other bars that you can go to and get drunk at though, so don't worry. Yeah, don't freak out. No, it's just one. There's many chains actually you can go drink. So you're safe, people. Yeah. There's a place the liquor to get will flow in. this weekend. The liquor and beer will flow this weekend. There is nothing to fear. Yep. The fear itself. That's true. And you cannot fear if you drink the beer. Oh, that's <laughs> Lord Dio's. Folks. That was another. That was another uh, Roosevelt. That was another and Roosevelt. Dan, another Roosevelt. <laughs> he said that much later. And yeah. then yeehaw or something. End of the show. Enjoy your beers, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week with another show, new tracks, a new interview, and a whole bunch of good times. I am uh, Dio. Drop you up.
faster the love Faster and faster the love We're animals alive We never fall for drugs It's cannibals of Another slip and you go